What's going on, everybody? You're now tuned into the Gridiron Guys podcast with your boy, Sean Pesos. And your boy, Russ Digi. Russ, Super Bowl week, bruh. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Couple of days. Yeah, man. It's a, it's a big week. Yeah. It's also been a sad week, too, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. For those Tragic. that don't know or still think it's not real. Kobe Bean Bryant and his daughter Gianna perished in a helicopter crash Sunday morning along with seven others. I know this is a football podcast, but this affected the entire sports world. And my guy, Russ, is the resident Laker fan. Yeah, man. I'm going to let my guy speak his piece on Bean. All right, man. You know, it's a wild situation, man. Just giving a, a basketball history, you know what I'm saying? It rose like this. I was born in 1982, so my first love for basketball came from one Michael Jeffrey Jordan. As did mine, even though I was born in 87. Hey, right? So Mike was the man, you know? Mike had his own situation, his own tragedy that happened, which took him out for about a year and a half, and he came back. Mike came back. I kind of didn't want to stay with the Bulls because I was just like, I was just in limbo when he retired the first time. So, you know, I did like everybody else. I liked the Hornets for a little while. I like, you know, the magic because of Shaq and Penny. And it just was what it was, man. You Question. know? You yep. being in that area, did you have a go-to team? Because, I mean, you got the the Bullets back then. Nah, man, Bullets never count. Okay. Listen, man, this is how this joint worked. It's so crazy how it happened, man. Like, my uncle, he liked the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of my sports, a lot of my sports teams, mm-hmm. they either came from me liking them because somebody I knew personally liked them mm-hmm. or somebody that I knew liked the opposition of the team that I ended up picking. Like, I became a Hurricanes fan because my homeboys around the corner, they were Florida State fans, mm-hmm. and I was outside, and I was going to do the Tomahawk Chop, and they were like, nah, you can't do that. You can't rep with Florida State. And I was just like, okay. And I went in the house, and they just happened to be playing Miami, and that was my team. I liked the U, like the U on the helmet mm-hmm. and everything. So I was just like, we rolling. And then it was like, from then on, Gino Toretta, Rohan, Marley, Warren South, all that stuff, just it just that's how it was. Mm-hmm. So what happened with Mike was everybody that I knew loved the Lakers. You know what I mean? And so Michael Jordan, even though he was a popular player, he was like the dude for us. Like he was just sweet. You know what I'm saying? And so Jordan's in the hood, everything like, you know what I mean? Just the shoes and everything. So that 91 championship, I'm in the house, you know what I mean? pulling for Mike while, you know, my uncles and everybody else, like, kind of looking at the Lakers like, damn, Michael can't beat him. You know what I'm saying? Dog, my dad was pulling for the Lakers. Yeah, that's how it was. He's probably the reason I hate the Lakers. And I love my dad (laughs) to death. So the crazy part about it is, you know, Mike wins the title. You instantly Mike. You know what I mean? So, you know, all the kind of Mike paraphernalia that ever happened, you know, basketballs, the dream team happens in 92. Mm-hmm. You go into McDonald's trying to collect all the cups, but you want the Mike cup. You got the Wheaties boxes. You got the Wheaties boxes, everything. It's just Mike. You know what I mean? So then when Mike left, Mike kind of just put me in this spot where it was like, I had no ties to Chicago. It was right. just Mike. And so from that point, 
it was kind of like a player's thing. Mm-hmm. So um, fast forward, like I said, I, I like the Hornets. And then my homeboy, he was a big Shaq fan. So he was like, I'm rolling with the Magic. So then when Penny came, I was like, Shit, I'm going to roll with the Magic. We Shaq and Penny. So again, summer in 96 comes. Everything's kind of crazy. Like, I'm, I'm not on Mike no more, even though he's still in the league. But I love Mike to death. Mm-hmm. Like, even when I'm rooting against him, it's like, damn, that's Mike. Like, you know, he killing. So anyway, you know, it's time, man. It's the summer. And you hear Shaq's going to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what? Shaq's going to the Lakers. So I'm in Louisiana that summer. I come back to VA. I ask my own boy. I'm like, yo, still rolling with the Magic? He's like, nah, man. I'm rolling with the Lakers. <laughs> Shaq left. So I'm like, man, shit, they got Nick Van Exel. They got Cedric Sabalas. They got Eddie Jones. Hey, I'm going to roll with them. Like, I was a super NBA-like fan. Like, I, you know, collected trading cards and all that. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I just knew one team in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I knew the whole joint. You know what I'm saying? So it took, it was nothing for me to jump. I had no real loyalty. So then, of course, that's somebody they drafted Kobe. Now, we knew Kobe because Kobe was, of course, a high school basketball player that would come on ESPN every now and again. Not the games, but just like the little features. Mm-hmm. That's like back in the day where they wouldn't even show you the game, but you just knew this dude was cold. And then what made him legendary was him taking Brandy to the prom. So yeah, I, I like, remember that. This is perfect. You know what I'm saying? They got Kobe. Like, we, we going into it. So, anyway, I was a big Eddie Jones fan and Nick Van Exel fan. My boy like Shaq. You know, Kobe's too young to really like yeah, you he just ain't your favorite player, right? Right. So anyway, man, it comes to a point where Kobe's just like not performing well. And I'm like, damn, this shit ain't really working for me, man. Like, I ain't really liking the Lakers the, as much as I'm liking other teams, like the way they hoop. Mm-hmm. So anyway, make a long story short, somehow, some way, I end up kind of like not even declaring the Kings as my team, but just kind of like pulling for them to do their thing. Like, cause I like, I like C-Web. I like Bibby. I like Bobby Jackson. But that's like Bloods and Crips with. (laughs) Bruh, I I was, listen, I had no allegiance to a particular team. (laughs) My man was a logo for real. (laughs) As you can see with my, with my affinity for LeBron James, I done went from the Cavs to the Heat, back to the Cavs. They like he going to the Lake Show, we Lake Show, right? Right. So now, so now let me get back to it, right? So anyway, what ends up happening, bro? I never really just liked the Lakers. It was just like, eh, you know, I ain't the biggest Kobe fan attitude wise. Mm-hmm. Like the way he carried himself. Like I'm from VA, we like AI, but I don't like the Sixers like that. You know what I mean? So I'm just liking players. You know what I'm saying? Like that's everybody would ask me like, "Who's your team?" I'm like, "I just like players." So for that point in time, from from my from my (laughs) from my uh, until LeBron came into the league, I was really like a free agent. But I liked the Kings like for who they were. But I just love good basketball. So let me tell you what is what ended up happening. Mm -hmm. The one constant in everything was me rooting against Kobe. But in me rooting against Kobe, it meant I had to watch Kobe. Mm -hmm. So like, if the Lakers are playing the Spurs on Sunday afternoon, guess who I'm watching? Lakers and the Spurs. If the Lakers playing the Kings, I'm watching them play the Kings. So, you know, it all, it all boiled down to just that, bro. 
Like it was kind of like a, all right, I'm going to just root against Kobe. But I never like disliked his game or hated his game. Mm-hmm. I thought his game was fire. But I just didn't necessarily care for him. And it was other things that he did on the court, like, I mean, not on the court, off the court, like the whole drama that he had with Shaq, mm-hmm. you know, and so far as on, on and off the court, you know what I mean? And so far as like the whole, he didn't necessarily want him on the team just from the media. We don't really know what that situation was right. to the him telling that Shaq cheated too type shit. You know what I mean? Just the drama of it all. Mm-hmm. So make a long story short. Oh, this story about to get type. longer because I got my I got something I want to say too. <laughs> nah, so anyway, what it ended up being was like he became the person that you study. Like he was my first like true sports adversary that I really like liked like that. Like mm-hmm. I didn't root for him. I liked dissing him, but he was dope. Like he was super needed. Like you couldn't you know stop I mean? watching him. No, I, I, I didn't want to even stop watching him. Yeah, you couldn't stop watching him, but I didn't want to because he was so damn cold. Like, it was like, damn, boy, this boy could hoop, but I hope so-and-so could take him out. It was like kind of that type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it wasn't until Brian came in in 03, like, before that, I was watching, you know, my barber had put me on, like, when he was on Sports Illustrated, and then his game started coming on, on ESPN, and I just said, all right, I'm going to ride with the kid. I'm going to just... I'm going to just roll with Bron. We're going to see what happens, but I'm going to roll with him. Mm-hmm. And he ended up just being Bron. Like, you know what I'm saying? So what was so funny was, it was the perfect thing. Kobe fans inherently resented LeBron for being LeBron. And LeBron fans didn't like Kobe because there were usually people who just didn't like Kobe and they had somebody to champion. So therefore it was the whole Kobe LeBron thing, even though they weren't of the same era or the same generation, right? Or the same position for that matter. Well, that's when at at the time, no, but positionless basketball was already starting to take shape. And so basically whether you were a wing two or a wing small forward, you ended up playing ball kind of the same way. Right. In in some ways. So I say all that to say, for the most part, I never really understood like the Jordan, not the Jordan, the magic versus bird thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of people who like magic and a lot of people who like bird, they hated the other player. But then when it was all said and done, they had this great appreciation for the other. Like if you were a magic person, you had this supreme appreciation for bird. If you were a bird, you had a supreme uh, appreciation for magic. Mm. That's where I stood with Kobe. Like Kobe was this dude that you needed to watch, that you needed to root against. Like he was the ultimate villain and him accepting that villain role was like one of the best things that he could have ever done marketing basketball wise, not just for him, but for the sport, like for the NBA, like him taking on that bad guy role, like just solidified it. The funniest thing was I remember arguing with a dude at my job when he started calling himself the Black Mamba. And I was like, yo, I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. like, And I love the movies. And Kill Bill was like, it, it's still one of my favorite movies. If I had to just say one was was my favorite, I would probably say Kill Bill, like volume one or two. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, man, he's calling himself the Black Mama. The Black Mama was a woman, man. He ain't no Black Mama. He always stealing some shit. Like, I would just, <laughs> anything, anything he did, man, I would just use to criticize. Mm-hmm. I was a Nike boy, so he was an Adidas dude. His ass gonna leave Adidas and come to Nike. Piss me off. Like, man, why he ain't gotta stay over there, man? Bron Bro, them Adidas shoes are horrible. Bron, Bron already Nike. This dude's so jealous. He got to come to Nike too, right? Like anything he did, I just had to get at him, right? But the craziest part about the shit was, I, I and I ain't going to get into 50 million Kobe stories, but the craziest thing was, I'll never forget, I'm chilling at the crib and, you know, we sports center kids. We are the sports center generation. So right. the ticker was like before anything else, like if, forget Twitter, forget anything. Breaking you news know, on that, that ticker. That tick, that ticker. You you don't go to bed before checking that ticker. You don't come in the house and get something to drink without checking that ticker during your favorite seasons, whether it's football or basketball. I mean, usually on football, you watching the games, but you know it could be for college, bro. When I saw that eighty one come across that ticker, I literally rubbed my eyes and had to wait for the next the next roll around. Like I'm waiting for the next scroll. Mm-hmm. So they roll it through the other sports and they come back. And when I saw that man. I ain't even go back out. I said I had to wait for sports. And then when I saw that, man, I was like, yo, this is probably the dopest basketball player like I've ever seen. Like, not from dissing Michael Jordan. I didn't see Michael Jordan's entire career. Right. I only saw Mike's prime. I saw Kobe's entire career, bro. Like, he is the first baller that we saw from the beginning to the end. You know what I mean? Professionally. Right. And it was just amazing to know like that we were able to see that. That's what I love about sports in general is like being able to see the history of that and appreciating it. You know what I mean? So for all the people that you see, whether you like them or you don't like them, when they're great, you got to appreciate that greatness because you'll probably never see anything like it again. You know what I mean? And so... And that right there is why I fucked with Kobe the most. Like, you know me. I'm a Sixer mm-hmm. fan. Like, I grew up on MJ and the Bulls. Yeah. But once MJ retired that second time, <laughs> I was like, I can't keep doing this. Yeah, nah, to- man, bro. Ain't nobody want none of Chicago. Like, that was Mike, bro. Yeah, yeah. Mike and Pippen. That was it. That was just my guy. Yeah, yeah. But once they left the second time and Pippen went off to Houston, I'm like, okay, it's time for me to go. Yeah, bro. And by then, AI had already crossed Jordan, so he was on my radar. Oh, yeah. So I was like, okay, I like this dude. I like how he play. He's like my height. Mm-hmm. I'm rolling with these boys. Mm-hmm. Now, I knew Kobe came in the same class. I'm like, eh, whatever. He came and talked yeah. about he's going to be the next Mike. I'm like, nigga, please. Yeah. You never, you'll never be Mike. Of course. That's how we felt. That, that's how I still feel. That's not going to change. Oh nah, nah, nah. He won't he can't be what Mike was to us because he was too young. Like you know what I mean? Like you could look at Mike that way because Mike caught us as kids. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, for sure. So I started rocking with Philly. And then as you know, Philly met LA in the finals. Yeah. And she'd tell you, when we won that first game, I was barking. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, we bust your ass in y'all house. You better hope you win the rest of these games because if we get back to Philly 2 0, it's over. Yeah. And then Kobe happened. Yeah. yeah. He happened in spurts. 
Shaq happened, but yes. Kobe I mean, Kobe happened in spurts. So let's keep it a buck. Kobe had his moments. Yeah. yeah. Listen, bro. I'm not going to sit up here and act like Kobe wasn't wasn't cold the entire like once Kobe got good, Kobe was good. Right. And once he was official, he was he was one of the nicest. But I, I do have my I got my qualms with it. But it's cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, ever since then I'm like, fuck Lakers. Fuck Kobe. <laughs> fuck all of that. But the further and further I got away from those finals, the more and more I started paying him attention. Yeah. Because I started noticing the MJ tendencies, the walk, the chewing of the gum, the sleeves, the moves. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, this dude is probably the closest thing I'll ever get to see to Mike. Mm-hmm. Ever. So I got to respect it because you just can't duplicate the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And then put up the stats and have the rings to follow that. So even yeah. though I hated the Lakers, I secretly rooted for Kobe at times. Especially his last game playing Utah. Now, see, by that time, that was a different Kobe for me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was. Um, by the time he was, it was time for him to retire, man, I just had a great appreciation for his career and who he was. Like I said, he was my ultimate adversary through all of it, through the Kobe and LeBron puppets. That was a great conversation. Yeah, to him playing against the Celtics and losing and me laughing about it, to him coming back and that's why I had to buy a Kobe jersey because I actually lost a bet with a coworker at my job mm-hmm. when he beat the Magic that time. And and the bet pretty much was LeBron was going to win a championship before Kobe. That was mm-hmm. our argument. You know what I mean? And so for Kobe to do that, when Kobe won that fourth ring, like his first ring without Shaq, mm-hmm. I had to give it up. It was like, all right, at this point in time, all the stuff I ever said, like T-Max better than Kobe, you know, Gilbert Arenas about to give him hell. Like anything that I said at that point in time, I had to let it go. You know what I mean? And then for him to come back and do it again one more time was just amazing. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, damn, okay. Even though they built the Celtics, beat the Celtics, and I feel like Pau Gasol won it for him in game seven, they were definitely Kobe's rings to me. Like, you know what I'm saying? The first three rings... He was a participant in it, and he was very vital. But I felt like they did that on Shaq's back. But the last two, I definitely felt like he got him on his back, and that was enough for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I always felt like you know Kobe was put in this weird situation because of just how he was pretty much when he was born. The NBA had a lull which was surprising because you looked at Iverson, Ray Allen, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Paul Pierce, you say these names and you don't think that the NBA is going to be in a drought. Vince Carter, T-Mac, but it wasn't what it was in the Jordan era. And it wasn't what it was in the class of 03 era. Once Bron, Wade, Melo, and those guys came in, they brought the NBA back. And what Kobe was able to do was winning that era to make sure that his legacy was solidified. Because if Kobe weren't to win those two rings, I definitely feel like his legacy wouldn't be half as revered as it is now. Well, I won't say they brought the NBA back. I'll say that it was either two teams were winning. It was either the Spurs or the Lakers, and it got mundane. It's kind of like how the Warriors were after a point. Right, but the competition level wasn't high. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the competition level just wasn't, it wasn't on par. And what they did were 
they they created young adversaries for him to have some motivation to go get. You know what I mean? Because remember when he didn't have those rings, by the time they came in at 03, when he didn't have those rings, they were ready to push him out the door. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's the new guy. Wade came in and won one with Shaq real quick. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was, was questioning him. Brian had already made it to a finals and he had dismantled the Pistons on his way there, even though he got swept. So everybody wait, wait for Brian to tool up. Like it was only a matter of time and for him to be able to, you know, come in and solidify himself and put a stamp on that was just, it was just dope. It was amazing, man. So, you know, the one thing about Kobe, it was just like, everybody knew he was a fierce competitor and everybody knew that he came and gave the game his all. And that's what you had to appreciate, whether you were rooting for him or rooting against him, because it was never one of those situations where when you watched the, the game, you were like, oh, Kobe's bum. It was never about that. It was nah, just he about might have whether terrible or not he... shooting percentages, but he's giving his, his all every game. But even in the terrible shooting percentage games, man, it was it was. It was a killing involved in that. Like the man had handles. Like Kobe, Kobe gets looked at as this dude that hit this fadeaway and would shoot a lot. Man, Kobe, Kobe was dunking on fools' heads left and right all career crossing boys. long, oh, crossing man. people up. He hit three sixties in games. He would do anything to demoralize his opponent on that court. And so it was funny because it would be like I would watch it just like I'm watching somebody I love. I just wasn't pulling for him. Mm-hmm. So I say all that to say, you know, Sunday I'm I got a bad headache. I'm trying to fight this cold or whatever. And my aunt hits me up and my phone's on the charger. And I'm like, I'll hit her back. And then I get two buzzes and one of them I just knew was a voicemail, but I didn't know what the other one was. So I figured she might have texted me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, call me back. Did you hear the news about Kobe? I'm like immediately like the news about Kobe. What the fuck? So I get up, get off the couch, grab my phone, hit the gram first, baller alert, like Kobe died in a helicopter crash. I'm like, what the fuck? So I hit her up. You know what I mean? She's still kind of like, yeah, I don't know either. Like, cause I'm like, I'm not seeing it on nothing credible. Yeah, that, like, that's how my day was. My I'm like, yo, I'm not seeing it on nothing credible. So she was doing something. So then I hit the group chat with it to see if y'all had, had said anything, like, you know, seen anything. Cause you know, usually when anything sports related comes out, the first person who knows hits, hits up the chat. I didn't even you know. know. I mean? Once you sent that message, I'm like, what? what? Yeah, bro, bro. I'm cause I'm in disarray. I'm like in disbelief. It's like, you know, and I ain't trying to compare tragedies or nothing, man. But it's the, I felt the same way I felt when Nip passed, man. Like, when they said Nip got shot, the first thing I'm thinking is, like, I know he must have got shot for somebody to say something, but God, please let him be alive. Like, it's the gonna, same thing about the crash. Right. Then it's like, yo, he was in a helicopter crash. Let it be wrong. Like, let somebody have fucked up and reported some shit too early. Let him survive just, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let him just be hurt or not be on it. Whatever, right? And man, because as soon I, as you sent that, I'm like, okay, I see TMZ. They're the first person that put it on. Like, oh, TMZ on this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. I'm not even trusting that. Exactly. So I hit ESPN, Bleacher Report, FS1, all of the sports channels. Nothing. Yeah. I'm nothing. Like, okay. Nothing. No, anyway, Pro Bowls on. Nothing. <laughs> you not know what I'm, I'm like, like, damn. Not going back to yeah. the ticker. Nothing on the ticker. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? 
Yeah, man. And I hit CNN, and CNN is reporting about a helicopter crash that happened in Calabasas, but they ain't saying Kobe Bryant's name. And they're like, we'll keep you updated. And man, once those confirmations start rolling in, man, my head hurts so bad. Like, I just felt so sick. Like, and I know I was already feeling bad, but it was like the stress of it all. Yeah, the stress of it all just felt like it had attacked my already weak body, man. And um, I couldn't believe it, man. I just, I just prayed like, you know, hopefully, because I mean, everybody who watches basketball this season has seen Kobe courtside with Gianna. You know what I mean? They're saying it's his helicopter. And I'm not even thinking that they're going to a game. I'm just hoping that his family in general, not just thinking about Gianna personally, but she's the first daughter that comes to your mind. Mm -hmm. But you're like, hopefully the family's not on the plane. Hopefully he's not up there with his kids, man. And as that news started to come in, man, it was just so heartbreaking, man. So heartbreaking. You know, I started thinking about, you know, how he was probably trying to comfort her and tell her that it was going to be all right. I was thinking about how, like, I had just taken for granted that Michael Jordan was just still alive and that Kobe was going to get old and Brown was going to get old. and All the players that you see and you watch, you expect them to get old because so many of these NBA stars, their faces are still present. It's not, right. it's different from the NFL in a way you'll get a star or two here, but the NBA guys are everywhere. And then once you know the NFL I mean? guys go away, that's really all you hear from them unless they get on TV. Exactly. NBA guys, they stay around, man. And it's just, I had no clue it was going to tear me up the way it te- tore me up, man. Like, dude, I was sick. Like, not Kobe. <laughs> like, that's the first thing I said. Yeah, like, not man. Kobe, yo. Yeah, man. I mean, I've just, I, over the past 48 hours, man, I've consumed so much Kobe Bryant content. Like, just stuff I didn't see. Like, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of, like, watching stuff that I like on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me and my aunt had joked around a couple of weeks ago when that All the Smoke came out. She was like, you ain't tell me Kobe was on All the Smoke. And I was like, yeah, Kobe's corny ass was up there. And she started laughing. I was like, nah, it was really good. I was like, you know, post-career Kobe, like even... I say even the last two years of his career, I was really banging with him because I saw him reaching out to so many people. Right. You know what I mean? So I really like this Kobe. You know what I mean? And it was like I had already seen the All the Smoke joint with uh, Matt Barnes and Stack. But man, I was watching Ellen when he went and gave his kid a signed jersey who had epilepsy and suffered from epileptic seizures. I watched this other Ellen joint where he had visited old girl who had hit the last second shot for Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. And he was like Mamba mentality. He came and surprised her. And it was just like, man, such a genuinely good dude, like, and loved the game of basketball and supported people. You know what I mean? Like I he went was back working. and watched that, that T Mac and Kobe interview over the what was that over the Oh man. That was great. That was the one that was on the jump. Yeah, that was that was a great, yeah. great interview. Yeah, man, that was dope, man. Then I went back and watched the joint with him and Shaq sat down. Oh man, yeah, that was that was dope too. That was super good, man, because it was cool to see that they kind of like you know, not just buried the hatchet, but had love, right? You know what I'm saying? Had love, had memories. You know what I'm saying? It's just, yeah, it's man. just such a sad thing, man. But I will say this, man. 
I was talking to Chi on the phone and I said, the unfortunate part is that he's gone. But fortunately, because he's like immortalized now, like he's hit that legendary status, mm-hmm. people won't forget about him because he was getting overlooked. You know what I mean? We had skipped from Jordan to Bron, not personally, not Lakers fans, but as a society, yeah. we just were one and two in Jordan and LeBron. And some people every now and then would try to come in and say Kobe. And I always tried to defer to Kobe as being higher than LeBron until LeBron passed him in certain things because Kobe's book was already written and LeBron's book was still being written. Right. You know what I mean? And even though he passed him Saturday night. And that's the other crazy thing. Like, oh yeah, and bro. she was just talking about that the day before. Yeah. And and I was laughing at y'all. Like I saw those those joints Sunday morning because I went out with my homeboy that Saturday night and the game was on. But I saw the messages coming to my Apple Watch, but I just couldn't name with them. And I actually went back and listened to them and was just laughing at y'all talking about the game too in general. Right. Like you know what I mean? It was such an ever present game. Like it was like Lakers Sixers, Brian passing. And you know me, I would have King James it up in there. But I was just like, man. And then and it was then so Brian good. passing him in Philly. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy, man. But the beautiful part about it, man, is to see all the love that he's getting. You know what I mean? Love from the fans, love from the haters, love from the distant admirers, just love from people who feel sorry. Yeah, man. I know more people, you know, eight other people passed, including his daughter. You know what I mean? And we never want to forget about any of those people because everybody's everybody's life matters. Right. But insofar as from the sports world, it is beautiful to see that people can reflect and really appreciate his greatness. And, uh, you know, hopefully everybody can just take good things away from this tragedy. Yeah, man. Rest in peace to all those involved. Yeah, man, definitely. Rest in peace to all of them involved. Because some of those stories are just so tragic, knowing that a husband, a wife, and a child were on that helicopter and they still had a surviving daughter at home. Two surviving daughters. Yeah, two surviving. It's got to be devastating. Got to be devastating, man. You know, that's your worst nightmare when you think about it, you know, losing more than one family member at a time in the same tragedy is just awful. Just awful, man. So, yeah. Speaking of Sunday, yeah, I watched uh, the exhibition game called Hobo. Come on, man, that shit was ass. I've seen harder hits with female football games. <laughs> when I tell you, I was so like upset at myself trying to get away from the Kobe thing. Yeah, I know. Watching the Pro Bowl, thinking I'm going to be entertained uh, just a little bit. These dudes out here just, oh, I'm going to just tap you on your shoulder. That's a tackle. Right. Like, if you don't hit somebody, dude. QB scramble out of the pocket. d lineman coming. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Uh, QB ain't even running fast. Lamar Jackson ain't even dipping. <laughs> Russell Wilson, ain't, I'm like, boy, I don't know I didn't see you scramble. Get the hell out of here. I'm just like, yo, is this what the Pro Bowl has come to? Yeah, man, it's pure trash. I'm like, and, go ahead. No, 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 not to fast forward too too much, but it was interesting hearing Deion Sanders disdain for it today on television. 
I'm yeah. glad it's not just us as as fans. You know what I mean? I felt everything he said. I felt him. Me too. I'm just like cancel the Pro Bowl at this point. Cancel it. Yeah, it's over. Because the skills challenge is way cooler than that. I didn't even watch the skills challenge. I missed it. Let me tell you how I watched it. YouTube NFL. It's the official highlights. So you want to see dodgeball? Go check it out. You want to go see the pass joint? Go check it out. You want to go see the hands challenge? Go check it out. You know what I mean? And that's another thing with the Pro Bowl weekend. It's like nobody really cares because in between the conference game and the Super Bowl, it's the worst thing to do. They wanted to give people two weeks off. And so they figured they should shift the Pro Bowl there. But actually, they should do something else because the Pro Bowl serves better when you have a Super Bowl champion, when you have when it's the real end of the year and the people who are on the best teams. What's a Pro Bowl without Pat Mahomes? Right. What's a Pro Bowl without Nick Bosa and Richard, Richard Sherman? You know what I mean? Like, you want to see stars there, Kelsey and Kittle. You want to see stars in the Pro Bowl that are that matter. You know what I mean? Not that the other stars don't matter, but it's like, we just seen y'all get beat. Where the good ones at? <laughs> you know Some of these saying? dudes are turning the Pro Bowl down. Like, I'm not about to play. For what? Well, a lot of the players, I mean, of course the teams that are in the Super Bowl can't come. I mean, I understand you know that, I mean? but the rest you know of them, but, but And I think what ends up happening is if you got half a nagging injury or anything like that, you don't want to necessarily play in that game. And you took the incentive of me getting a free family vacation in Hawaii away because you brought the shit stateside yeah, to the to World Orlando, 48. Like, yeah, yeah, bro. Orlando? Like, man, Orlando B, I'm not going to that shit. <laughs> you better put that bitch in Honolulu. <laughs> Talking about but, fans don't get to see it. Don't nobody come to the Pro Bowl now. Right. Stateside. Yeah. Best chance they have a pack in the stadium is bringing that shit to Virginia because we ain't got no team. Right. Put it in Virginia Beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm watching the Pro Bowl. Now, my guy Austin Hooper and my guy uh, Grady Jarrett was playing, but Hooper didn't get no catches. Man, that's Grady might have got like up. a couple of tackles. It's just something else, man. It's it's not indicative of who the actual NFL All Stars are. You know what I mean? It's just not indicative, and there there may be no way for them to be able to play a game that's gonna matter. But you have to make the event matter because All Star games are for the fans. So somehow, some way, they're gonna have to figure something out where they can engage with the fans, make something look competitive. I'll be honest with you. It sounds funny, but you better off just having a flag football game tournament with those pros. You might as well. That's what it's turned into. Might as well. Because then, at least with the flag, they don't have their helmets on and they don't have any pads on. You can let them put their official jersey on. They get more visibility that way. And then you could actually see people's skill sets, people's speed, you know. Right. You can have a defender run you know, run an out route or some shit like that and catch a pass. You know, you can have a wide receiver throw some touchdowns or a lineman throw some touchdowns. I know usually you got an all-time QB, but you could do some pitching or something. You could change some rules up, but they got to do something, man. At this point, Rock and Jock was better than the Pro Bowl. Of course, it was. It really was, man. Like, it was competitiveness. Yeah, it really, yeah. Like, I hate I hate these Pro Bowl jerseys. Like, I hate them with a passion. They're ugly. Yeah, they ask. Yeah, they're ugly. 
I agree. Like, go back to the traditional red and blue. Yep. Everybody wear their helmet. Call it a day. There was no need to have special captains. And this is the fucking NBA. Yep. Like, there's no need for that. No disrespect to the legends. Because, you know, Vic was coaching. That's my guy. Yeah. But that's not necessary. What is he coaching? Because yeah. ain't nobody playing for real. You calling plays and do what? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Like, Fletcher Cox ran a thousand yards downfield for a return touchdown. Yep. A receiver couldn't tackle him. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to sit there and watch that, don't even put that on TV. Yep. And definitely, definitely was not was not a good game. Now you, that's supposed to excite me. If you're going to have it in between the Super Bowl and the conference championship, that's supposed to excite me for the Super Bowl. Not put me to sleep and wish the Super Bowl was already here. <laughs> right. It's like, what? and then you want to put these jerseys in stores and you expect me to buy them. Why am I buying a jersey for somebody that wasn't playing 100%? It's just out there with some pads and uh, a helmet on. And as you stated, they're not even dope. They're not. Not at all. Cancel the Pro Bowl, man. Since we in cancel culture, cancel the Pro Bowl. Over. Yeah, it's done. It's done. It's been done for a while, but this one was exceptionally bad. Yeah, man. And I know a lot of people may not watch the Pro Bowl, but if you're a football fan, you'll tune in just to tune in. But this joint was horrible. Because football fans only have, at this point, it's only two weeks left. Like, after that Super Bowl was finished until April. Yep. Yep. So that's my rant on the Pro Bowl. I'm pretty sure there are a lot of people that listen in that feel the exact same way. Or they didn't even take the time to watch it, so they don't feel the same way. Yep, but now they know because that shit is ass. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of ass, <laughs> Shannon Sharp and Deion Sanders had a conversation today on Undisputed uh-huh. that sparked my interest. Yes. When it came to the quote unquote future Hall of Famer known as Eli Manning, mm-hmm. who just recently retired after 16 seasons. Mm hmm. Basically, what Dion and Shannon said is that the Hall of Fame is a sham at this point. Mm-hmm. They just letting Tom, Dick, Harry, and Larry in there, as Shannon said. Direct quote. <laughs> and I kind of feel them on that because it's like, you is Eli a Hall of Famer because of two Super Bowls? I have an interesting stance on it. Okay, let me hear your stance. I've always felt like the Hall of Fame was about your career in totality. Mm-hmm. I always felt like it wasn't necessarily about just your talent. It wasn't necessarily just about your stats. And it wasn't necessarily just about your achievements, but a culmination of all three, right? So looking at Eli Manning and just being honest, I feel like he should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Now, I'll explain how I'm going to contradict myself right now and then go back to proving my point. I do agree with Deion Sanders because he feels like there are a bunch of people that shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, right? So if you were going to use the whole precedent of people needing to be Hall of Famers from a talent perspective or a game-changing perspective, and that was the case, I'm cool with that. But then you can't start letting punters and kickers in there either. You know what I'm saying? Because at no point in time did they really change the game. I don't care how many times you punt. Don't nobody care. All right? 
So with that said, okay, you know what? Here's... When it comes to a kicker, I kind of let that slide over the kicker because they have a high. Ain't no sliding, job. bro. Because ain't no kicker supposed to be in over Eli Manning. You get what I'm saying? But think about it though. Think about like an Adam Vinatieri. Don't care. Who got him down there? Don't care. True. The only thing you can do as a kicker, unfortunately, is fuck up. Scott Norwood. That's all all you can do as a kicker. You're never going to be the MVP, no matter if you kick all eight field goals to make it 24 to nothing. Nobody's going to make you the MVP because people are going to look at it like, who put us in position for you to kick that field goal, right? They're going to talk about how you got down the field and got put in position to make a kick. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I'm cool with kickers being in the Hall of Fame. I'm just saying you can't have a kicker in the Hall of Fame over somebody whose career is as illustrious as Eli Manning's career. So see, that's where I have the issue with it. Let me explain why. Okay. All right. So there are certain quarterbacks whose generation, who great, I'm I'm just going to name good quarterbacks Mm -hmm. who Eli either came in at towards the middle or end of them um, playing football or he overlapped them to the point where he was at the beginning of their career, right? Mm-hmm. So it goes like this. Tom Brady played during a point in time that Eli Manning played six Super Bowls. Ben Roethlisberger played at a time that Eli Manning played two Super Bowls, three appearances. Aaron Rodgers played one Super Bowl. Drew Brees played one Super Bowl. Peyton Manning, his brother, played two Super Bowl wins. Four appearances, I believe. Was yeah. it four? Four. He got two with the Colts because he lost one, Drew Brees. Right. So he won one with the Colts beat against the Chicago. Lost the Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. Lost to the Seahawks. No, that wasn't a loss. Beat. That was a disgrace. Yeah, disgrace and to then, the Seahawks. And then they, and then then they beat, beat Carolina. Yeah. Carolina. Okay. Four appearances. So I say all that to say, there's only one great quarterback out of all the great quarterbacks in their era to have more Super Bowl rings, and that's Tom Brady, right? Correct. Okay, so now we go to this. If Eli Manning does not win those two Super Bowls, Tom Brady has eight Super Bowls out of nine appearances. Right. No matter what you do in the scheme of talking about Tom Brady's career, you will always have to mention Eli Manning and the New York Giants. Now, a lot of people say that it was the pass rush that did it, right? Played a big part. And while they were the biggest part insofar as the game plan and the scheme of how to beat them, the person that actually threw the passes, the pass to Plexico Burris to seal the game when it touched down. The pass to David Tyree, and everybody talks about how oh, David Tyree got lucky and caught it on his head. Nobody wants to go back and talk about how Eli Manning shook off like two or three dudes in which normally would have been called a tackle, because it's the Super Bowl, they let it slide for him to even throw that pass. And so all I'm saying is, even if you look at the Hall of Fame and you say, no, he's not as good as Joe Montana. He's not as good as Brett Favre. He doesn't have to be as good as them to be in the Hall of Fame. He just has to be better than the worst guy. And he's definitely better than the worst guy in the Hall of Fame. That's all I'm saying. See, I get that. <clears throat> my, I'm looking at it from take those two Super Bowls away. What has he done those other years? He was just But you can't. No, no. I'm, but, just, I'm just thinking about like 
Is he outside of that? Is he, is he just an average quarterback? It doesn't matter though, because that's the beauty of it. You can't take anything away from nobody. You know what I mean? It's no different. We just got finished talking about Kobe Bryant. And I said those first three rings are Shaq's rings. That's a false statement, bro. Kobe's a five-time world champion. It is nothing I could say about it. Whether I liked it or not, he is a five-time world champion. That's the same thing with Eli Manning, man. He's a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback. Maybe just because I look at him as an average quarterback that got hot for two years. That's cool, but that that hot makes you immortalized. That hot in the in, in the sports world, he can net. When you write down, there's only there's only fifty. What was this? Fifty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this is, this is fifty four coming up. Fifty four coming up. We had fifty three Super Bowls, right? Right. Two of those Super Bowls, he's in there, bro. Yeah. He's got it. He's got wins. You can't write history without saying his name. You know what I mean? You just can't do it. That's true. You can't. And so to me, it's like, what's so sacred about the Hall of Fame where a two-time Super Bowl winning quarterback can't get in there? You know, so then people try to use the Trent Dilfer argument. Man, he's better than Trent Dilfer. Stop it. What Trent Dilfer argument? That Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Should he be in there? Like, of course not. But he's better than Trent Dilfer. You know what I'm saying? uh, That's disrespectful to Eli because Eli... Did I mean, I know I just shitted on him literally two seconds ago about that two-year run, but he literally went on a two-year run that got him to that point. Trent Dilfer rolled the back of that defense. Right, but that's my whole point, man. That's my whole point. For you to know that, you already know that those two things don't compare. He came into a draft with Phillip Rivers and Ben Roethlisberger. He was the number one pick, and he fulfilled that. He fulfilled that contract, bro. Speaking of Phillip Rivers, he's mm-hmm. been let go by LA. As he should. As we've been calling for, well, mainly you. As he should. Now, speaking of the Hall of Fame, is he a Hall of Famer? Put in your biases aside. In my opinion, mm-hmm. no. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because in his generation, there are multiple quarterbacks that we consider to be good quarterbacks. You know what I'm saying? Great is fine if you want to call them great, but good quarterbacks that made it to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In that in that duration, we've seen all kinds of people. You know what I'm saying? Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, you know, just yeah. a- everybody's made it. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody, but a lot of people made it. Matt Ryan made it. You mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, are you really, Matt Ryan's your boy. You ready to go out here and say Phillip Rivers is better than Matt Ryan? No. Even statistically, right. he's not better than Matt Ryan. And Matt, and they're going to give Matt Ryan hell about getting in the Hall of Fame if he don't get a, a t- uh, Super Bowl, right? Probably. They're going to make it tough. They're going to make it tough for him. I'm not saying he's not going to make it. They're going to shine on him, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, when I look at it, he hasn't done anything, in, like, in my opinion, to justify being a Hall of Famer. That's not me calling him ass. You know what I'm saying? But what records has he broken? You know what I mean? What is he? Is he is he top five in something? Is he top <laughs> ten in something? Is a better question. You see what I'm saying? Like you can't look at like a Ladanian Tomlinson when he ended his career, he made his mark as an individual, saying like, "Look, we may not have done anything as a team, but that shit ain't my fault." And that tarnishes Phillips' legacy a little bit because LT was the heart and soul of that team. 
in my eyes, it does. In my eyes, it shows that you had one of the greatest weapons of all time and you couldn't get it done. And they went 14 and 2 that year and did nothing. Mm-hmm. They got rid of Drew Brees to keep you only for Drew Brees to go to a, a, a city and state that never won a Super Bowl and they won one after experiencing a hurricane. You can't even get me there. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tom Brady got Randy Moss, didn't even go to the bowl that didn't even win the bowl that year and then still won after that. Right. Hell, Roethlisberger won. Right. Twice. Went to three. Yeah, I just don't see it for Phillip Rivers. I think it was more hype. Maybe it was more hype because of the market he was in, the West Coast market. I mean, it it is what it is, but I mean, to me, you're you're not giving no black QBs that treatment. No, never. I mean, speaking of black QBs, who, who, Philip Rivers' backup is who? Tyrod. My point exactly. But I'm saying for everything you you telling me about Philip Rivers, I need to hear Donovan McNabb's name before that. I need to hear Steve McNair's name before that. Mm-hmm. We're more accomplished quarterbacks than Philip Rivers. Hell, Michael Vick in his short time did more than Philip Rivers. <laughs> exactly. He was at, least at the doorstep of the big show. Yeah. So. I mean, you know, that's just me. If you put him in, that's fine. I'm not going to argue it, but you definitely set the bar lower at that point. I might argue it. I'm not going to lie. As QBs like him, you know, bless his heart, Tony Romo, you know, they're not Hall of Famers to me, you know? They were just good in an era, but there were other quarterbacks that were great in that era, and those are the QBs that we're going to remember in the Hall of Fame. Is Doug Williams in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I was about to make a statement. Yeah, I believe so. I'm pretty sure he is. I would bet something on it, but I ain't fact check it, but I'm pretty sure he is, bro. Man, because I was about to say, look, if Doug ain't in there and you trying to put Phil in there, I got an issue. Yeah, but Donovan McNabb ain't in there. He should be. He should be. He should be. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. You know? And and, and it's... It's iffy because, you know, you say Donovan McNabb and people start comparing him to the top. But my thing is, don't compare him to the top. Compare him to the middle or the lower end. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't think of Hall of Fame and always think of Shannon Sharp, Deion Sanders. You know what I'm saying? Michael Irvin, Jerry Rice. You can't you can't think like that. That's not that's not fair. You know what I mean? Because those are the people that statistically hold the crown in most of their categories for one reason or another. You know, you got to start looking at it like from a different nuanced perspective. But I think so, I think they did that to Donovan because he played for a high profile team. Yeah, but I'm saying Donovan, man, like he made it to four straight NFC championship games and one Super Bowl. True. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like who who what fan base ain't taking that? True. What team's not signing up for that? And I just found out Doug Williams is not in the Hall of Fame. Are you serious? College Football Hall of Fame, not the NFL Hall of Fame. That's what I was about to say. So it was for Grambling? Correct. Come on, man. That jack is farce. It's trash. <laughs> it's pure <clears throat> bullshit because they, they move the goalposts when it comes to certain players. Let me tell you something, man. I was done with the Hall of Fame when they shitting on my man T.O. That's my word. I was done before that, to be honest with you. The name make T.O. first ballot. But that was the first thing I was able to get mad at. You know what I'm saying? I hadn't been mad at nothing else. I was mad at Randy. Like, Randy should have been in there. But Randy wasn't eligible. Because Randy played for us. That's right. Yeah, Randy was getting in there. Randy played for us, man. I forgot he played for y'all for that short stint. Yeah, he played for us in that Super Bowl loss to the Ravens. So that that automatically held him out. 
Like, that's right. got five years, play boy, what you going to do? And they put him in there. That's right. Yeah, but that's the, that's what I'm saying. Like, Philip Rivers wasn't the greatest personality. He just had mad kids. Yeah. That's basically what he's known for, having mad kids and playing mad long. Longevity. Hey, guess he in the Hall of Fame for being a dad. I mean, no, I'm, not, I'm not knocking that <laughs> at all. Because he let them go. I mean, he more accurate with yeah. that than them damn passes. That's for damn sure. That's for damn sure. And why'd he get another opportunity somewhere else? Well, I mean, you know, there's desperation from teams everywhere, but I feel like, you know, there's a big youth movement and there's a generational shift in the quarterbacks right now happening before our eyes. Not only can we talk about, you know, how Tom Brady has diminished, but Drew Brees' skill set has diminished. Aaron Rodgers' skill set has diminished. And so, therefore, my thing is you need to start leaving these older quarterbacks alone and trying to go with this youth movement and see what you can get. So if you're Dallas, you need to pay Dak Prescott. You know what I mean? If you're if you're these teams and, and you got a young QB on, you right got to lock them up. They got to pay Deshaun, like, soon. Yeah. Well, you know Deshaun's going to get paid. Deshaun and Pat get paid. You know what I mean? You're about to reset the market. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you gotta just go ahead and you gotta go ahead and go with the youth movement. These people that's ready to pick up Tom Brady for a year or pick up Philip Rivers for a year, nah, they're hurting themselves. They're setting themselves back. They are, but you know somebody's gonna do it because of the name. It's always I mean, about what you know and who you know. Then you already know that franchise ain't trying to win, in my opinion. True. I mean, in but my opinion. I'm just looking at the landscape. Where could he really go that he would, you know, be an asset? Who, Phillip Rivers? Yeah. And even Tom Brady, for that matter. I mean, to be honest with you, if I'm the Chargers, what the hell would I want to do with Tom Brady? Like, everybody keeps saying the Chargers is a good uh, destination for him. But but what am I going to do with that guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. He's already in his 40s. He's already breaking down as is. Exactly. And then if he gets hurt, you gave him a lot of money for what? To be in the same boat that you're in now. I mean, what you going to do? Throw a tie rod out there? And then as soon as he fuck up, you're going to yank him back out? I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and just, and just disrespect Tom Brady and say I would rather have Tyrod Taylor than Tom Brady. But what I will say is... Tyrod Taylor is definitely a capable quarterback in, in bridge gap and something that that may not be ready. Like if you need a, a wait year to another set of quarterbacks comes out or like, you know, Trevor Lawrence is coming out, then, you know, that's the that's the dude to go play. But getting Tom Brady and paying him an exorbitant contract that he's not, you know, worthy of at the moment, it doesn't really seem to make sense to me because you're going to be doing the same thing the next season. You know what I'm saying? You didn't put yourself in position to do anything. And if you're telling me you think you're going to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, you're a fucking fool because there's no way he's going to even be able to make it out of that division with Pat Mahomes in there. Right. No, let alone Denver. Denver's coming out. The Raiders are coming out. You're just not, you're just not even making it out the division. See, he's not even in the AFC East anymore. And hell, the AFC East this year wasn't as uh, much of a runaway as it has been in the past. Right. Like, they barely got the Buffalo. first place. Buffalo was right there on their ass. Exactly. And as you can see with Buffalo, they're with the youth movement. They got Josh Allen. And even though he ain't got no goddamn heart when it comes to being in the playoffs, it was still a smart move to play him. You know what I mean? Instead of trying to get some kind of 
uh, veteran quarterback to really help the franchise and went ahead and tried to build off Josh Allen. Oh, no, see, they already got a veteran quarterback. He just hit the bench. No, 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 no. I said to help win. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think the only veteran QBs out there that I would want Mm-hmm. Would either be Cam Newton or Matt Stafford. Cam Newton's an asterisk for me just because of his injury history. I mean, I, given his talent, yeah, but his injury history, he's in the same boat with Tom Brady at this point with me. You give him a boatload of money, he gets hurt. You're back in well, square one. Well, I don't think he's necessarily the boatload of money guy, but what I do think is he took this opportunity to kind of just like heal himself up and he would have tried to come back. But then they started bullshitting on him with Kyle Allen. And once they started disrespecting his name like that, I think he just tried to get healthy to be a free agent. I think he wanted to just be 100% as a free agent as opposed to trying to come back and do anything, you know, once that, that kind of bullshit happened. So, I mean, that's just me. And then, you know, I think Matt Ryan is solidifying in his position. So that's why I didn't name him. But with Matt Stafford, I think he's the type of quarterback that you can lure from his situation to a good situation and try to win a championship. Like if I'm the Saints, I'm going to trade a couple draft picks to try to get him and maybe give them a quarterback, you know, in exchange for it. So it's like, hey, I mean, if Bridgewater is more of a, he's a free agent, so he could do what the fuck he wanted to do. But like, if he would be willing to go there, like we could facilitate the, hey, okay, we'll we'll sign you to a contract, like a sign and trade, even though it's kind of like an NBA thing, cool. But I would give up Taysom Hill just to get Matt Stafford because I think Matt Stafford has the skill set to win, but he just needs a whole system and a new coach. And since he's a dome quarterback, I think the Saints would be the perfect place for him. You know what I mean? Wait, I'd rather put my faith in trying to get Jameis Winston than Tom Brady. Like, if I'm the Chargers, I try to get Jameis Winston at a discount and see if I could correct his mistakes. Because at least he could throw the fucking ball. <laughs> yeah, but he's making the same mistakes that Phil made and nobody corrected that. I mean, as I said before, it's just between them two. It's between Tom Brady and Jameis. I'm taking Jameis. That's just me, though. Even though I would like to see Anthony Lynn and Jameis together. Like, I'm just coach, saying. Black quarterback. That'd be something different. If it's me, you know. Well, get that nigga out of my division. I'm with it. <laughs> because as bad as he is, he can turn it on and be a monster. Man, the dude threw for the most yards in the NFL this season. Yeah. They got to stop playing. You know what I'm saying? Dak Prescott, too. They got to yeah. stop playing. You know what I'm saying? You can't You can't front on it. Yeah, well, okay. He's been on Dak since he took Romo's. <clears throat> they still well, not giving him his respect. Come on, man. Dak, Dak deserves his money, man. They got to stop. We know they deserve their money. Well, he, Dak deserves his money. But you know how this, this game works? Yeah. They'll go sign the scrub before they give yeah. the person that they need to give the money to. Yeah, that's true. So, but back to my Hall of Fame conversation. Phil doesn't make it for me at all. Sorry. <laughs> if it wasn't for LT and that lights out defense. Yeah. Like, how do you have a Bosa and still not do shit? And Melvin Ingram. And all you got mad weapons and do nothing. They got the wrong Bosa. Not one of them said they got the wrong Bosa because he's a beast too. Yeah. Not like Nick though. No, no, no. He Nick is Nick is a little better. Even though I, I don't fuck with Bosa. 
Hey, bro, I, I wasn't, man. I went ahead and got a jersey, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. You went and got a poster jersey? Mm. Yeah, I tried to get a Debo joint, and they didn't have it because I wanted to get one with the Super Bowl patch. Yeah, that joint's gonna be a good one. So I ended up getting um, a Garoppolo, and then I got a Bosa. Oh, I can't believe you got the Bosa, man. Yeah. You know how I pick jerseys, bro? First off, I'm not I'm not one of these people that's like, you know, like, I don't know how to put it, because racist ain't the term. But I rarely get white dudes' jerseys. I don't know why. <laughs> nah, it ain't. Because <laughs> it, 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 ha- no, it just happened that way. Yeah, it well, yeah, it's like I normally gravitate to certain players in general. And while I like George Kittle a lot and he was under consideration, it was kind of like, uh, I might, you know what I mean? But you know, I had a Willis, a Gore, a Kaepernick, you know what I mean? Because they were just the the star type players. Mm-hmm. And so I normally pick the jersey of a player. Of course, if you went to the U, you getting copped anyway. But you bet you um, better than me because if you went to the U and you're not on the Falcons and you're not getting you're not getting no 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 I'm saying if you went to the oh, U and you on he, my team okay I was about to say you know what I'm saying so like you ain't got to be good like let's say Travis Homer played for us oh I would have got a Homer you know what I'm saying like I would get anybody that played for the U that was like you know decent like if Duke Johnson played for us mm-hmm. oh we getting Duke Johnson Niners so anyway I was thinking about getting Devo because I wanted a rookie you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. And I like 19. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of fresh. That's kind of a fresh jersey. I ain't never had nothing like oh, that. You want that Montana. But that Devo was gone. Never had a Montana. No, that's what I'm saying. Montana, when he played for Kansas City. Remember, he played. Nah, he had number 19. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I, I slipped. I was like, huh? What? <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, nah. So, anyway, you know, the first one that came available was Jimmy G. I was like, bet. You know what I mean? And then the Bosa came available. And I'm like, this is his first year. So I at least got five years of the jersey being something. I can't fuck with Bosa. Off the shit he's had. And no. He changed his ways. He around too many brothers now. Yeah, he can be like that in the locker room. But once he go home, you can let it fly. Yeah, maybe. He may. (laughs) Let me find out. We'll see what happens. But yeah, man. Hey, you so the jersey, you know what's crazy? I don't have a Julio jersey yet. Oh, yeah, you slipping. You slipping because he's great. Dog, I should have been got it. I got mad before I got Julio, which is crazy. And you know what's crazy? You could have had the Julio with the Super Bowl patch because he made it to, uh, to the Super Bowl. Oh, I went looking for that jersey. That joint was gone, boy. Yeah, they, they dipped kind of fast. Like, I had to gone. stalk the site. Because, like, once they were gone, mm-hmm. I kept going. And I guess some returns or some... You know, some of them were just like, you know, people cancel orders or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then certain sizes would come back in stock. So I was able to get them. So, no, yeah, no, but no. they're not even going to be here before the Super Bowl. Nah, that medium Julio was gone. Yeah, man. I'm kind of glad I didn't get that jersey because it, it would have reminded me of the heartbreak. Man, fuck all that, man. When your squad make it, man, at least y'all made it, man. Yeah, but. I always try to say dog, that. <laughs> dog, we made it once before and you saw how that turned out. Man, it don't matter, man. You make you make it. You know what I mean? It's better than the people that didn't make it. Yeah. You know, Saints lost three years in a row. Three years in a row that they thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl, but hit some kind of roadblock. Oh, no, no, that ain't a roadblock. I guess it's the Saints going to Saints. You know? I mean, however you want to look at it. But at least y'all made it. Speaking of the Saints, did you see that shit with the Catholic Church they got going on? Uh uh-uh. uh. 
Hold on, let me let me look it up real quick. They out here wilding, and I'm not even being a hater right now. It's just it's a wild story. Find this real quick. You said the saints in the Catholic Church? Yes, the saints. In the, okay, here we go. Boom. It says, the World and Saints allegedly gave Catholic diocese public relations help amid sex abuse crisis. Ah, uh, come on. Yep. They help the pedophiles, man. Yep. A football team or some regular Saints? Oh, no. Football team, bro. <laughs> I'm messing with you, dog. <laughs> this is the football to executives, bro. Nah, that's disgusting. Like, it, it says, and I quote, attorneys for the 12 <laughs> plaintiffs in the lawsuit found through discovery that the Saints aided the Archdiocese of New Orleans in its pattern and practice of concealing its crimes. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> It's wild to me because you bitch and moan about pass interference, taking out lawsuits on the NFL, but you turning around and doing this shit? Like, how? Yeah, but, yeah. and what's crazy is, man, I got to hear about the Cowboys and all this other stuff on sports talk shows, but they don't want to bring up the real shit. It's like we need a vice news for sports, like some real news, some gritty shit for sports, the things that they don't want to talk about because that's a real story. That's, yeah. some, that's some shit that light should be shed upon, you know? Yeah, I got to give Bleacher Report credit for that one because that's the only place I've seen it. Yeah, Bleacher Report be trying, man. I give them that. They definitely try. Speaking of the media, though, y'all been getting disrespected all week by the media. Yeah, it's okay, though. Because when we fuck them up, I don't want to hear shit. And yo, it's coming through. Yo, the amount, the, of, the amount of and yo fuck them up was crazy. Yo, it's coming, bro. It's coming. They be acting like this dude, Patrick Mahomes, is the second coming of Jesus. Oh, no, he's no, no. He's black Jesus at this point. Yeah, so, yeah, he's the best I've ever seen. They act like don't nobody else play on that team, man. Niggas is getting smoked. Yeah, what you going to do with Tyreek Hill? What you going to do with Kelsey? They got burners. I'm like, yo. Mm-hmm. All you got to do right. is bracket Tyreek Hill. He's out. Now, Kelsey, I'll give him credit. Kelsey's a beast. Yeah, he better. you better figure it out. We coming. I'm just like, we damn, coming, just bro. just shit on the top defense in the league. And That's I'm not a fan part. of either one of you motherfuckers, but I'm just saying, I call a spade a spade. The problem is they really think that beating the Texans and the Titans is like playing the 49ers. That's where I find it to be utterly disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? You had no tune-up game. You had no warm-up game. You know what I'm saying? You really came into both games being uh being the uh top dog, being the favorite, and you tricked it up. You know what I'm saying? Like it really wasn't supposed to be a contest. It's supposed to be a blowout. It's supposed to be a blowout. And you sat up there and made it some kind of game that it wasn't supposed to be. And all I'm saying is I'm hearing Frank Clark talk about he ain't worried about he ain't never heard of George Kittle. He can't wait till he's holding the Lombardi trophy. I right, son. Yo, you ne- you're never supposed to do that. All right, son. When y'all crying on that field, man, I hope the ghost of the 49ers come and lick y'all tears. I don't give a fuck about none of them. <laughs> All of them can die. Yo, wow. <laughs> I don't mean that literally, but I'm just saying, on that field, concussion, get your ass out. ACL, get the fuck out. I don't care. We going for six. This shit real. My house about to be live, dog. Yo, you gotta I'm, record this. Shit. I gotta see. I'm, bar- I'm barking on them hoes through the screen. I'm sending my energy to Florida. We going, bro. They gonna feel this shit. 
Yo, who, truth be told, I don't mean to sound like a hater, but who is Frank Clark? Like, who? What has he done? Man, he ain't talking that shit. so crazy. Nah, you know why he's so slick with it? Bitch used to play in Seattle, but he was old, regular ass. Like they won't about to give up Bobby and them, so they let his ass go. And he was a free uh, agent. That's what I remember. Him yeah, from. that's why he got some paper. Fuck his ass. But when the LOB was popping, he wasn't never mentioned. <laughs> no, 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 no. He won't even there then. He was there during like Sherman's last stint. He was oh, there he when he wasn't uh, even. Oh, okay. He, he was there when the LOB was breaking up. Oh, so like, okay. when, yeah, yeah. But he, but I mean, he, he played. You know what I'm saying? Like he ain't trash. So he like Noriega he, when Rockefeller broke up. All right. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Kind of, yeah, kind of like that. Okay, so, cool. I mean, at the end of the day, man, I ain't playing with them hoes, man. Like, I ain't, I ain't got no love for none of them. Uh, Tyreek, he hit women and beat kids. Fuck him, knock his ass clean the fuck out. <laughs> Get that bitch out the game. They swept that shit and, right under the rug. <clears throat> yeah, it's all good. That nigga sus. They don't know, man. We hit, bro. I we know. Hit. We in the NFC. This dog eat dog over there. Hit. That's all I'm gonna say. We hit. They gonna learn early that we hit hard. It is dog eat dog. Come in here. They think they gonna run that ball with Damian Williams. Man, we clack clacking his ass. Man, he getting knocked the fuck out. <laughs> that boy ain't getting shit on us. Not clack clack though. <laughs> yeah, bro, he is getting knocked the fuck out. When we win this game, man, all them bitches gonna have to eat crow. Yo, if I could be a fly on your wall during this game, boy. I'm telling you, bro, I'm, we going off. I'm recording it, but we going off, bro. Listen, crib going to be crib going to be lit. Red and gold. Anybody come in here and they ain't talking 49ers, they get cussed out. Shit, I guess you would have cussed me out then because I would have walked in the house like, fuck the Niners. Hey, it's cool. You just, we barking at it, bro. Man, when me and my boy get together, man, me and my dog, Daryl, we get together, man. We going to be barking on people. Look, I'd have been barking right back. Like, fuck them niggas. We, we went to the house and beat come. you niggas. How about that? You, they not. They not. I'm talking about us. Them. I ain't talking about them bum-ass Chiefs. Nah, I'm just saying. Like, that's cool when it's your squad, but this shit for the bowl. This for the real jump. Man, it was just like my homeboy. He was thinking it was going to be something when the Packers played us, man. By halftime, my man was like, dog, this shit over. I'm sorry. We, we done. I ain't watching the game no more. Because they know. But we, we called it. Know. We called it. Like he obviously yeah. didn't listen to the podcast because we called it. Nah, but you know when you a fan of a team, you gotta ride with your team. I you know what I mean? That, but it's cool. They not. I, I guess, I guess that everybody ain't honest like me. When my team ain't shit, I tell them they ain't shit. Hey man, it is any given Sunday, man. But I'm telling you, this disrespect is right up our alley, man. And don't it let it right be a rainy day in Miami because you know I love the rain down there. <laughs> If it's a rainy day, they done. They're done. Because <laughs> they, they ain't not doing all that extra stuff. But we nasty, though, man. It's going to be it's gonna be such a great game. That's all I'm going to say. And High Rock Stadium grass <laughs> is suspect, too. <clears throat> mm-hmm. it's the most suspect grass I've ever seen in college football. <clears throat> yep. See, I'm not famous, so the world don't know me. But... The omen, the big thing that was the the big blessing that happened was when the 49ers are staying at the University of Miami. That was the alignment of the stars. That's what let me know, all right, it's real. This shit for me. (laughs) (laughs) This shit for me. They doing this for me, bro. This is my Super Bowl. We about to get six rings on them hoes, dog. I respect it. 
<laughs> I'm just trying to get one, dog. If I get one, all this shit you talking now, if I get that one, oh, baby, I'm going to come on here talking all kind of crazy. The shit got to the shit gotta hurt because you got to realize how close you were to that one now that you see Kyle eating, boy. <laughs> Listen, man, I don't want to get back on that train. I was there last week. Kyle is eating. It was interesting, though, because um, I was watching uh, Undisputed. And Shannon was goddamn going alluding to it. Like Mike Shanahan came up with the whole damn scheme, and he was a de facto head coach on the squad this year. Yeah, he, I did hear him say that. I'm like, damn, Shannon. And yeah, it was like either A, that's fucked up, you disrespecting Kyle, or B, it's crazy that you telling too much. Like, but, damn, I know Mike was your boy, he was your coach, he got you two rings, but goddamn, give Kyle some credit. Yeah. He won't give a cow shit. He was like, because Mike, the way he schemed it up. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Hold up, man. That's Kyle. But when he said that, I'm like, yo, <laughs> so explain 2016. Because Mike wasn't there. <laughs> explain Mike how Kyle got there then. Well, you know, we don't know. You never know, bro. Man, you never know what the lab is. But at the end of the day, man, I, I really think that uh, we coming into this game with something. Uh, Something to surprise the world. I think we gonna let. I think we gonna let the world know. Y'all wearing the all white unis? Uh, white with the gold pants. Oh. We ain't wearing throwbacks. Oh, I want y'all wear because we already wore the throwback. You only allowed to wear a throwback one time, mm. and they let us wear it two times, so they won't letting us wear it the third time. Man, that all white unis your hardest uni in my opinion. Yeah, if we wore those, that shit would have been real slick. That shit would have been fire. The, but you know what, man? You know, I'm white too. On with it though. We coming through. We coming through with the white and gold classic. I'm banging with it. Listen, I'm gonna be excited about the Super Bowl because that Philly Super Bowl when they played the fucking Chief, played the uh, Patriots, I was not enthusiastic at all. <laughs> yeah, man. I didn't give a shit about last year. None of that. Not this year. I think it's one of one of the better Super Bowls uh, for the casual fan. You know what I mean? I think the Super Bowl y'all were in was a dope Super Bowl, unfortunately, you know, the, the way the outcome was. But I think it was high-powered, you know what I mean? And the Patriots did more than I thought. But, you know, I think people are kind of tired of seeing the Pats. But this is the first one where it's going to be new blood. Either way, mm-hmm. it's the starting of a legacy for some team. And um, you got a potent offense, a potent defense. And on the other side, our offense is capable of doing some damage, and defensively, they got a couple stars that's capable of doing some damage. You know, because I respect the mess out of Tyron Matthews. You know what I mean? But Honey Badger been balling this year. <clears throat> he been balling, but I'm gonna let you know right now. But the rest of that secondary suspect. Don't come up there trying to do nothing with George Kittle. Yo, what's up Too with Chico? Is he playing? You said who? Tevin Coleman playing? I haven't um I haven't seen anything on him. I was gonna check, but I haven't seen anything uh saying that he was definitely playing. I hope my man gets to play. I still I still rock with Tico. That was my guy. I mean, I definitely want him to play. Even if he's not at full strength, it'd be beautiful for him to get a couple carries. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you never want to be a part of something so much and then make it to the big game and not even be able to participate. Right. You know. That's super difficult. So, yeah, we're going to see, man. Yeah, man. 
You think we should let him know? Let the, let the people know? We only got one more episode after this? Yeah, man. We hanging it up for the off-season? Yes, sir. Yeah, y'all. We are, we are, after the Super Bowl, we're going to record. And then that'll be it until maybe March? March, April? When the draft starts to heat up? Yeah, we could definitely do a draft special. I think that'd be tight. Yeah. I think it'll be cool to do... Um, I mean, you know, we'll talk more about it behind the scenes, but it'd be it'd be cool to do a comprehensive overview over like the big picks and how we feel about our team. I think that'd be some good content, like our respective teams. And then definitely some of the mistakes that were made because you know teams make yeah, mistakes yeah. every draft. Yeah, like we give our draft get grades as like the overall comprehensive joint, and then we can kind of go in depth on you know what I mean, our and, squads. And we're gonna be more. What's the word I'm looking for? More sensible than a a Mike Mayak or a Mel Kuyper. Oh, definitely, because this is the only the only place where you're gonna get some real raw feedback over the games. Like you know, we we wouldn't be the guys to sit up there and overlook a Deshaun Watson or move up for a Mitchell Trubisky. You know what I mean? So when we see those kind of moves being made, it, it'll definitely be you know, a topic of conversation. In other words, we will flame them if they happen. Oh, yeah, they definitely get flamed. But it'll be interesting, man, because I'm, I'm kind of interested in seeing how this whole Joe Burrow thing is going to play out. Yeah. Seeing that the Bengals want him because he's in Ohio, but knowing that Carolina probably wants him because the OC done went to Carolina now. and You know, seeing where Tua goes and How's this whole Chase Young thing gonna play out? It's gonna be interesting, man. I want to see where Herbert ends up too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 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 a factor now. Yeah, he is. No, so I want to see who's the next great receiver gonna be. Yeah, bro. So it'll be interesting, but yeah, we're gonna take some time off, revamp, come back better than ever. But yeah, one game left. Super Bowl. Yes, sir. Yeah. Down there in Kane country. I'm going to tell you now. Good luck, sir. I appreciate it, man. It's, I told you, alignment of the stars, man. They took it to Miami. We staying with the Canes. I know what it is. I know my team ain't <laughs> in it, but best believe I'm having my jersey on that day. <laughs> That's how you're supposed to do, man. It's the last game of the season, man. Representing enjoy it. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. This has been the Gridiron Guys with your boy Sean Pesos. And your boy Russ Digi. Till next week, y'all be safe. Be blessed. Peace.